Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome into the latest episode of the Five on the Floor podcast. I'm Ethan Skolnick, part of the, of course, the Five Reasons Sports Network. Make sure you check out the other podcasts in our network. We've got a huge episode coming up this week. Cat's out of the bag on this one. Jason Taylor sat down with OJ McDuffie and Seth Levitt in the fish tank. That's going to be posting on August 6th. So make sure you check that out. It is JT completely uncensored. Also check out the rest of their episodes. You should definitely um, listen to the one with Zach Thomas because Zach Thomas should be going in the Hall of Fame this weekend. But for some reason, Ty Law is instead. So listen to the episode, Zach Thomas. Also check out Three Yards Per Carry. Full force again, Simon Clancy, Alfredo Ortega. Of course, Chris Kaufman. I'm going to be out at the Dolphin scrimmage on Saturday. We'll be giving out cards. If you post on Twitter... A picture of yourself with one of the cards. We will retweet you and follow you. So make sure that you do that. And also, Five Rings Canes is back with Andrew Ivins and David Lake joining Josh Darrow. They did two episodes, one on the team as it is now and one on recruiting with Ivins, who is the recruiting guru in South Florida. Before we get to today's episode, I want to tell you it's being brought to you by Doral Toyota. More than 1,200 cars in inventory at Doral Toyota. Of course, you can find them at Doral Toyota. Dot com or in Doral. They're just three blocks east of the Dolphin Mall. That's at 9775 Northwest 12th Street. They've got in-house financing available for credit-related issues. And a couple of things you should know about. One, if you mention five reasons, you're going to work directly with a manager, not with a salesperson. So somebody who's not, and not that they do this at Doral Toyota, but you know at other dealerships, sometimes they try to get you to do something you don't want to do. You're going to work directly with a manager, but also Pricing is an all-time low, and they will beat any other Toyota dealer price. So go in, mention five reasons, five on the floor, and experience the Doral difference, which means four years, that's four years of complimentary maintenance and roadside assistance on all new vehicles and in-house financing available for credit-related issues. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a Miami Heat and NBA podcast from Ethan Skolnick with Alvon Sydney, a.k.a. Alf954. Brought to you by the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right. Now, here's the big news today. I woke Alf up. Um, as you know, 
I went to Las Vegas a couple weeks ago, taped a bunch of episodes, was very reachable. People were able to get in touch with me. My friend here, Alf Sydney, Alf 954, goes to Vegas and disappears. What the hell happened? Ethan, I was, you went to Vegas to do sports stuff. I went to Vegas for my other job, my real job. And, you know, there, I, had, I had work things to do, and then I also got drunk a lot. Yeah, well, that's okay. <laughs> Why did you start with that? <laughs> I, had to, I had to make the good excuse first. But, yeah. you know, half the day was work stuff, and the other half I was drunk. So, right. Well, I was a little surprised because I engaged in something that usually you engage in. Um, like, this isn't me. Like, if you go back to my last, like, 20 years as a so-called professional journalist, uh, I didn't sort of get into it with fans very much, like even the idiots. Um, you know, I mean, now I have some trolls, right? There's like eight people on Twitter who like hearing themselves, you know, tweet at each other and getting their accounts suspended and then coming back because they have nothing better to do. But and then they blame us for getting their accounts suspended. Right, 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 right. And if for some reason, you know, one is obsessed with my hair. Um, but anyway, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, for 46, I have, I don't know. I, I, okay, I'm, I, this isn't fake. It's not, it's not great, but it's still there. I mean, I'm Jewish. That's just about as good as you get. I get comments about my forehead all the time. But, you know, to be fair, it's getting bigger as the days go on, so. Right. Well, it happens. They're but, right. but, but the one thing that I don't really do very much is kind of engage with like sort of idiot fans. But I, I, there was something on Twitter this week that not only inspired me to tweet back at these people, as you usually do when I tell you to stop, but also gives me the inspiration for this episode, which is which is the worst fan base in the NBA um, at, at, from the perspective of a Heat fan. So, you know, those like, you know, New Yorkers view of the world, you know, type things. That yeah. Happen. You know, where like it's basically like the Empire State Building is 75% of the map, right? The Statue of Liberty. And like, like down there somewhere is Boston, this little speck. Uh, you know, this is from a Heat fan's perspective. Like, we're, this, we're in the offseason. Um, I'm going down to the Bam Out of Bio press conference today. I'm going to tape with our friend Alex Toledo. So, we're going to do some, some NBA and some Heat uh, coming up. Howard Beck's going to join us next week. Coach Thorpe, who was one of our most popular guests, has come back next week to evaluate the whole Heat roster. So, we're going to get into all of that. Um, but there is no Jimmy Butler press conference upcoming. He's in Europe. Then when he comes back, Riley's going to be gone. I don't think there's going to be a presser until like training camp opens in September. So we're trying to fill some gaps here. So basically I fill the gaps by going at idiot fans. And it just so happens that a lot of them are in Philadelphia. Uh, and, and so, and I know you have found this because you've been arguing with these process people forever, but I, I just want to tell you what inspired this. And then we're going to kind of get into the topic for today. Okay which is that there was a, a piece that was put on Liberty Ballers. Now, Liberty Ballers is, uh, is kind of a, a blog site for the Sixers. And, uh, and I've read them before, and they do some pretty decent work, but this is not it. It's just not it. Um, so, so, so the title of this piece, it was supposed to be a Players Tribune piece. Uh, as you know, Players Tribune is where, you know, that's where Deion Waiters basically got his four-year contract from the Heat because he wrote about, you know, um, and how much he loved Pat Riley. But uh, Why I'm Retiring to Florida by Jimmy Butler. Uh, they, yeah, they love this retirement angle uh, right, because right. That's they still do. live in the 80s where South Florida is a retirement community. Right, right, that, right, exactly. And nobody's working down here. That's why, you know, that's why there's never anybody on the roads. Like, that's why the 836 and 826 yeah, exactly. are always totally empty. Um, so I'm just going to read. When I think South Beach, I think retirement community. That's what I think about. Well, exactly, right. I mean, there's nobody working hard down here ever, anywhere, right? Um, working two jobs, trying to make ends meet or whatever. In my case, working no jobs. Uh, but here, so, let's, so th this is the beginning of this piece, okay? And I, I try to hold the laughter, Alf, because I know it's going to be challenging. Okay? I'm just going to mute my mic. 
All right, do that. All right, earlier this summer, this is by Jimmy Butler. I mean, apparently he decided to write this piece from Amsterdam. Earlier this summer, I decided to retire and move to Florida. The decision wasn't an easy one, but I'm confident it was the right one. I know not everyone understands my choice, but I hope this piece will bring you all some clarity. First off, I want to say thank you to the Philadelphia 76ers and their fans. The fans showed up with great passion for all four quarters of every single game. Even in the regular season, I didn't know it was possible to care that often, but it turns out it is, and I was impressed. The media reported on a wide range of stories about me and my relationship with the team during my time in Philly, but these stories lacked context. I'm not usually too open uh, about things, but I'd like to take some time to share my perspective on two of the most talked about interpersonal conflicts this season. There were all kinds of rumors about me yelling at Brett Brown. Those rumors were true. In the past, I also yelled at Tom Thibodeau and Fred Hoiberg, and then I yelled at Tom Thibodeau some more. In a couple months, I'm going to yell at Eric Spolstra. This is a very normal player-coach dynamic. There was also speculation about my relationship with Ben Simmons, so let me clear something up. Ben and I are friends. Yes, we tease each other. I used to tell him to shoot the three, and he would say to me, I told the team I'm not signing an extension if you're back next season. That's what friends do. I've never had an issue with any teammate my whole career. A big reason all my... I, I, I've never read this. They published this? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh no, 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 no. It's going to get worse. It's gonna oh, God. Keep, okay, keep going. Mute your mic. A big reason all my teammates love me is my drive to win. Winning is literally the only thing I care about, so leaving a championship contender in Philly was tough, but the lifestyle that comes with being rich, famous, and retired in South Beach was just too good to pass up. I couldn't be more excited to begin my four-year retirement tour with the Miami Heat. Just look at how they treated Dwayne Wade last season. Although it was close, the Heat had more Wade nights than the Sixers had did Iverson nights, and that ended up playing a big part of my decision. I fully expect a Wade-level send-off from these Miami fans, and I think Adam Silver might even give me an honorary spot in the next few All-Star games. Since moving to Florida, I, I hope you're still there, but keep it muted, I've gotten a chance to meet some of my new teammates, and they're a really interesting group. Goran Dragic speaks four languages. James Johnson has a black belt in karate. And Kelly Olenek is the Florida man in most of the Florida man stories. I think we have a great locker room, and who knows, maybe we'll mess around and win 40 games this season. Crazier things have happened. Just three more paragraphs now. I've accomplished a lot in my career. I've been on the All-NBA third team twice and the All-Defensive team four times. I've been an All-Star four times, Conference Player of the Week four times, and Conference Player of the Month once. I won the Most Improved Player Award. I've made the playoffs seven times. I've won three playoff series. It was a tough choice to retire in my prime, but ultimately I've already done everything I set out to do in this league. I think I'll fit in well with the other retirees in Florida. Like many of them, I came from the Northeast, played dominoes in my free time, and occasionally forget the NBA added a three-point line. After years of hard work, I'm finally ready to wind things down, and I can't think of a better place to be. Last paragraph. During my retirement, I plan on doing more of the things I love, living in the same house as my other adult friends, doing interviews with numerous outlets about my tough and straightforward attitude, and teaching Mark Wahlberg's daughter how to shoot a basketball. I'm thrilled to begin this new chapter of my life. Unmute. I mean, wow. I, 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 I want to give it a standing ovation just of complete and utter stupidity. Like, <laughs> it's so, first of all, it's just so bad. There's, uh, there's, and there's a bunch of self-owns in there as well, which is awesome. Um, you don't care about Jimmy leaving, but you're also saying that he's in his prime. You don't care about Jimmy leaving, but you also write a thousand-word fake essay about it. Like, it's just amazing. They, it, it, they have like they have no self awareness at all. That you were saying like who's the worst fan base? It's a sliding scale at all times. <laughs> <laughs> but right now, Philly, they're taking because it's like this whole unearned arrogance, um, and that's what makes a fan base really bad, right? Well, 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 it's it's not just okay. It's not just the unearned arrogance. I'm going to get into my response to this in a second. It's not just the unearned arrogance of the fan base. It kind of feeds from the unearned arrogance of the two top players on that team, right? Like. Like, 
Embiid and Simmons have this kind of swagger that, I mean, they haven't made out of the second round yet, right? Especially so like, Embiid. I mean, Embiid, yeah. he, I mean, play, you know, play a couple seasons where he play over 70 games before you start talking shit. Like, I mean, it's amazing. He just, he, he's, he talks the most shit about, of anybody in the NBA with the least accomplishments. Like, it, I think that's fair, actually. I the Venn diagram on him is like. Well, well, okay. Where, 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 does, Hassan, where does Hassan fit on that? I, but, I mean, does Hassan go out there and, like, I mean, got, come we on. Got, the, we, got, we, got, we got shooters. We got shooters. I know, but Embiid calls out people by name. Right. Um, and it's constant. Like, Hassan normally just kind of minds his own business until he's challenged. And every once in a while, he says something stupid on Instagram. And even the we got shooters thing was kind of, I thought it was kind of benign. Yeah. I mean, you know, he was, he just found out about it. He was excited. And he's going to a team with Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum. Like, probably the first thing in his mind was like, man, I got some shooters. Compared to the Heat last year, he kind of was right. What's that? Who will never pass to once. No, no, of course not. Because (laughs) (laughs) once he gets the ball, you know, in the block, it's not coming back out. All right, so we're going to get to the other worst fan base. But I'm just going to give you my response to this on Twitter. It's just very simple. A lot of times I just like – responding with 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 stats because you know stats don't lie right like they are what they are and, and this is a pretty uncomplicated stat and i'm going to give you some of the responses to my response because there's apparently a learning problem in philadelphia i'm not i, I thought boston had the worst learning problem which is weird because boston has some of the best universities in the country but for years i mean during the whole ray allen thing there wasn't a single person in Boston who could spell the word traitor correctly when they were tweeting at me. There that was, was amazing. It was oh. all, it was all, <laughs> and it didn't matter how you tried to correct them. It was, and it's not like a phonetics thing. So I don't get it. Like it, they could not spell out T-R-A. I mean, that's the way they say so traitor. Right. I, well, right. If they had said, tra- right. If there had been an A at the end, like, okay, that's Boston. <laughs> I don't. What, Boston doesn't use R's at the end when in their accents, so I don't even know why there was still an R there. It didn't make sense. All right, so here was my reply. I posted the Liberty Ballers article. We're pro- I gave it too much attention, as I'm probably giving it too much attention here. Okay, but I posted this on Five Reasons Sports. Um, try to get us to twelve thousand. I've been trying to get there for a while. Uh, championships since 1983. Heat three, 76ers zero. Finals appearances. Heat five, 76ers one. Now, why did I post that? Because there's this idea out there that somehow Jimmy Butler is leaving a winning organization to go to an organization like the Knicks. Yeah, exactly. Okay? He's leaving (laughs) an organization that hasn't won shit in 36 years, okay, to go to an organization that has only been around for 33 years and has won three championships and been to five finals. And, okay, look, so this is the the responses I got, Alf. And also remember that the 76ers are known for losing on purpose, which is the best part of the whole thing. Like, and also they're, they're, what they've done with their top picks, like they, they act like this process has worked out so well. I mean, Nerlens Noel, Michael Carter Williams, Fultz, Okafor, like Carter Carter Williams was pre, but yes, the other three. Yeah. But I'm saying they have a history of terrible drafting. Correct. Right. And they, and they hit, they hit on a, a point guard who can't shoot. And a center that can't uh, stay healthy. But, I mean, yeah, winning franchise. And Tobias Harris, max player. Let's go. (laughs) Right. So, anyway, this thing got 246 retweets and 856 likes, okay? But it also got some comments from some fans in Philadelphia. And you know what the objection was in Philadelphia? And this just, again, shows the level of stupidity here. 
Um, the objection was, why did you start at 1983? Now, the, now, now, the, now the reason, the, the, why did you pick this random date? Now, the reason I picked 1983 is because it is the last time that the Sixers won a championship. They had Dr. You should have picked 1988 when the, when the Heat Correct. Uh, okay, I was franchise. giving them a five-year head start, Alf. 1983, okay, the year before they drafted Barkley, all right, or it was actually, yeah, but you're, you're, well, two seasons, but the year, okay, they had Dr. J, uh, Andrew Tony, Maurice Cheeks, a very, very good team, Moses Malone. I mean, that was the fo 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 team, okay? That was a terrific team, okay? It was like the one team during that era that broke up the Celtics-Lakers uh, thing. Like, Houston slipped in there a little bit with the Twin Towers, but otherwise, that era, like we talk about Golden State's dominance recently, like that era was dominated by two teams, okay, one of which Pat coached. But like it was dominated by two teams, and then Philly and Houston popped in there. And that was it. There was nothing else, okay? And Philadelphia had a great team. It was a terrific one-season team. Terrific, okay? But they, otherwise, they kept losing to the Celtics, all right? That was the one year that they broke through. They were better. But the reason I picked 1983 is because the last time that they won a title. But I was essentially giving them a five-year head start because the Heat didn't start until 88. So I said to these idiots, I'm like, okay, so let's start at 88, okay? It's the same. Yeah, just make it it's even worse. Right, it's worse, but the numbers are actually the same. It's you talking about five finals appearances versus one. They had one team that went to the finals in 2001 because Iverson won an MVP. They won one game in the finals where he stepped all over Ty Lue. They lost the last four, got dominated in the last four. I covered that series. I was in all five games. Uh, and that was not a great team. Like, they had Allen Iverson. Jumaine Jones was getting heavy minutes. Eric Snow. Them. Eric Snow was the point guard. Matumbo came over midseason, okay, but he wasn't quite the Dikembe he'd been before. And love him to death. I'm friendly with him, but Raja Bell was in the rotation, and Raja would probably tell you it's not a great team, okay? Uh, they got to the finals because it was a weak East, and Iverson went supernova at certain times. That might have been the weakest Eastern Conference of the last 40 years. Could have been. But that year. It's, if, it's, if not, it's top five. Right, but here was the response. That, and I want to move on to some other fan bases because I don't want to waste that much time on these people. But, like... I and I'm already wasting enough but the other response to this that was just classic was and I got this from a ton of them was well what did the heat ever win without LeBron and Wade okay I mean that's more than half of their existence Wade's been here for was here for 16 what I mean I know not the whole thing but he was basically here for you know most of 16 seasons all right, which is half of the Heat's history. Dwayne was in their uniform. And so I don't understand. Are we saying that the way you procure the player matters in terms of what you accomplish? So Cleveland had LeBron for 11 years. They won one title. The Heat had him for four years. They won two, and they would have won three if he hadn't gone catatonic the first year. All right. I remember so, also the, the Cavs never won with LeBron as a drafted player. Correct. They won with him as a free agent. As so a free okay. agent. So it was okay to get a great player in free agency when it's the Cavs. The, the, the moving goalposts on this when it comes to the Heat is just fantastic, right? So what would they have done without LeBron? What would the Bulls be without? Um, without with Jordan. Jordan. Uh, what, you know, what would the Lakers have been without Shaq and Kobe? It's just the sliding scale they use on this crap. It's just it's over and over. And it's always, it always tends to not favor the Heat. No matter right. what. Well, oh, right. that well, well, that's the other thing, Alf. Josh Richardson, we've talked about this. I, I love Josh personally and as a player. I love Josh, and I, I wish him enormous success, okay? And I know a lot of Heat fans are torn because they love Josh, and now they hate the Sixers, right? So this is complicated. I want him but, to average 40 and lose 
60 games. Right, but he's not going to do that because that's not him. But suddenly in the eyes of the national media, it is. Like Josh went from a player that like, oh, yeah, he's just some second-round pick. Whatever. So you remember when we were now talking all of a sudden about he's the an all-star. trade uh, back in uh, February or basically all season? Mm-hmm. And – how many people were saying, oh, you wouldn't trade Jimmy Butler for a scrub like uh, Josh Richardson? And remember, it was Josh Richardson, maybe Kelly Olenek, and a first-round pick. And that was, just, that was the narrative. But as soon as Philly – the trade goes through and if all Philly gets is Josh Richardson, right. now, oh, man, Philly came out on top on this one. So if they came out on top, why not shut up here? Okay, so here's another. No, that's the thing. They 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 will tell you, oh, we're we got we got we got Josh Richardson, we're fine. But then they post stupid articles like that, and they get triggered anytime you say anything about Jimmy Butler. So here's one. This is from uh, I'm not going to give the name, but uh, it. I mean, this dude's trying. There's a this guy on Twitter. He's he's wearing like a tie and a suit, and his hair is perfectly coiffed, and uh, it's just whatever. I I just use coiffed in a sense. Um, but like, okay. Huh? This is his response to my championship thing. What does this have to do with anything? He's going to the 2020 Heat, not the 2012 Heat. And yeah, the Heat were successful eight years ago. I mean, they won a title six years ago, but whatever. But let's not act like there's some historic, iconic franchise. Celtics and Lakers fans can play that card, not Heat fans. And then smiley, a laughing face emoji. Um, First thing, the Heat over the past 20 years have been better than the Lakers. I mean, even with the Lakers winning titles at the tail end of Kobe's situation. So, and the Celtics went through, as we know, you know, we see a 15-year period of complete irrelevance, okay, like with ML Carr coaching. That, I mean, uh, you want to talk about since the Heat have been in existence, they've been a far better franchise than the Celtics have since 1988. Correct. High key. Correct. And, right. And, well, the Celtics, we're going to get into them next. The Celtics, um, uh, you know, are living off one championship. I've never seen a team milk one. Like, like, the, like the 2004 Pistons, okay? Like, have not milked that thing. <laughs> no, right? they don't have reunions. <laughs> well, they did have one. I went to a bet. I was actually happened to be in Detroit covering st- when Stan was up there, and they did have a reunion for the 2004 business. So it does, it does exist, okay? But I'm just saying, like, it, it's, it's amazing to me, okay, that the Celtics, you know, I, I mean, I, it's like the greatest team that's ever existed. Like, Kendrick Perkins was a starter. Anyway, all right. So, uh, all right. So here's, here's a couple more here. Um, Okay, the Heat were better in the past, but they bleep and suck now. We're in 2019, dude. Championship. This is another one. Championships, finals appearances without LeBron or Shaq, zero. I mean, again. Oh, okay. It's... Championship appearances. Championship wins, Alf, with Barkley or, or with not without with Barkley or Iverson, zero. Like I, so. I, one appearance. Right. And then you want to talk about LeBron carrying the Heat, which. Uh, you know, LeBron was the best player on the team, but he had a shit ton of help. That team that Iverson dragged to the finals, that that was one player taking on an entire team, right? Yes, right. So, But no one, no, no one discounts their one finals appearance. That's because no one even fucking talks about their one finals appearance. <laughs> right. But no one discounts it <laughs> <laughs> because of Iverson. Like, why are we disparaging accomplishments? Like, what? Why? Yes, that's the whole thing. If you you win a championship, if you get to a finals, it is an accomplishment. Like this, I. But usually, it takes having the best players in the world to win a title. Right. It's like right. It's like okay. So we're gonna say so. So the other one was okay. This guy actually tweeted okay. Zero for one is a better percentage than three for five. 
What do you do with that shit? What do you, what you know? Do you, what what, what do you do with that? I wasted I wasted forty eight hours on this. What? what do you, it's it's what do you, the public. It's the public education system, man. That's the we have. We have to nail down. But I thought I thought the Pennsylvania has better schools than Florida. I probably do public schools. So so what is I, I just I don't I don't I just well don't. then you had the guy who actually thought that Liberty Ballers article was real. Oh no, that was another one. Yeah, you know, no, yeah, and, <laughs> and then, then, then of course he used "you're wrong" and didn't have the apostrophe. All right, so and, and then I called him stupid, and he made fun of my hairline, which and is then he, and then he retweeted. What is this with hairlines? Uh, so <laughs> yeah. Anyway, look. Um, so we're gonna. I, the reason we're doing this, I, I don't want to waste more time on them, honestly. Um, but the reason, uh, you know, this idea again that the Heat are not a winning. He didn't go to Sacramento. He didn't go to the Knicks. He didn't go to Phoenix. He came to an organization that's won, you know, championship. And, again, I'm not playing Homer here. It's just facts. Like, again, no one killed them more for what they did in 2000, the Heat than what they did in 16 and 17 than me. I'm not saying they're perfect. But to make an argument that, uh, you know, that, that this is an organization here that's not trying to win and that he's coming down here to retire is just absolutely so, – I mean, look, LeBron went, may have gone to the Lakers to retire. That's another topic, okay? But, like, Jimmy Butler didn't come here to retire. That's just stupid. But let's let's go to these fan bases, okay? Because I, I need your list, all right? Just the most annoying fan bases. We both agree Philadelphia is one of the five, right? Yeah, Philadelphia is um, – it's over, like, the last three years. Ever since they got a little bit relevant, they've moved into the top five. Like, some Philadelphia, you just ignore them for the most part. Right. Um, now, what's – like, Detroit has gotten pretty bad. Mm. I don't know. And, I mean, and it's, but it's it's hard to even give them any credit because I mean, who's, who's on Detroit other than Blake at this point, Drummond? I yeah. I have no idea. I like I still think Stanley Johnson's on the team. So right, I, I have no idea. So all right, so I, I'm not going to give you Detroit. All right, so you got to give me some. All right, so, so okay, but Boston, of course. All right, so, uh, yes. All right, so let's address them. Let's address them. Um, I think they're more obnoxious than Philly fans generally. Um, I don't. You know what? They, it seems like lately they've become a little bit more reasonable. I think because the, the, the sheen on Brad Stevens is dulling a little bit, mm. and they're kind of realizing that nobody wants to come play for them and they might be a racist city. <laughs> There's like this realization well, that, that's coming that, around. That, that, the latter might be seen as a positive. I'm not sure. Uh, that's, I mean, that's just comes with, comes with, they might be seen as a racist city. I mean, talk to Bill Russell, all right? But look, I, I, um, <laughs> they're definitely, we're going to get in so much trouble with this pod. I just don't care. It's the offseason. Uh, no one's listening. Don't worry. I, I, I think they're, no, Boston to me is definitely up there. I, I think, now, the only difference between Boston and Philadelphia is, that Philly has an inferiority complex, and part of it is about Boston, okay? So from a sports perspective, right? So, I mean, you look at Philly for years, right? The Phillies, you know, won a couple, you know, championships, but there's been a lot of dead spots. Uh, you know, the, the Eagles finally broke through. Uh, the Flyers have had successful periods during there, and, and, and hockey does matter there. But generally, I mean, we have to acknowledge this. I mean, Boston has been by far, it's not close, I mean, it's, they they've lapped everybody the past fifteen years, right? I mean, yeah, but the I mean, but not the Celtics, but not the Celtics, but and the Celtics still matter second in that town, and I, and I, that's the and that's one of the problems is <laughs> you'll get into an argument with the Celtics fans, and then the Celtics fan they'll bring up the Patriots, right, right. right. Like, dude, what is, like, I'm a Giants right. fan. What does that have to do with me? Like, well, if you want to talk Super Bowls as a Giants fan, you know, I could talk shit, but. It's it's you know the deflecting of uh, Celtics fans, and they'll then they'll bring up championships from 1950s where you know guys are wearing sandals and had second jobs like i don't right. care about 
your 50s championships where Bill Russell was the best player in the game and he was the same size as James Jones. Like, that doesn't, that doesn't do a lot for me. Right, and they also no, no I mean, disrespect to Bill Russell. I'm sorry. No, or to James Jones. Um, but but they but they, but the other thing they do, it's not just that they'll bring up the Patriots, which obviously uh, they have every right to do that. I mean, I mean, shit, we live in Miami. I mean, been following the Dolphins. Uh, but but uh, they also, I mean, they'll go. I mean, they'll bring up the Red Sox, which I obviously recently, you know, since about 2004, you can do that. But um, there's a pretty long dry spell, and there was always the inferiority complex for the Yankees on that. They'll go. They'll bring up the Bruins. I mean, like they'll go. I mean, th- you know, they'll do all of that stuff. So, but but I get this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game. I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited. How would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. And it's earned arrogance. I hate to say it, but it's earned arrogance in Boston. It's just the racist thing, right? Like it's and, yeah. and it, right. It's and it's the and it's and it's the not realizing you're racist thing, right? It's it's the Oh, not a racist, but you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like barstool, right? Okay, it is what it is, right? And yeah, you're that, that came out of Boston, so right, so, <laughs> so, so, so I, I, but they're definitely incredibly annoying. But the one thing with the Celtics they're most annoying about is that 2008 championship. It's like, yeah, 11 years, bro. Like, I, I hate to say bro because they say that to me or chief or whatever. Um, but it's been 11 years, and and it's just the overall. Won. It's the 16 titles thing that bothers me. It, it, I'm sorry. They, they, they were like, oh, uh, we have 16 titles at the Celtics and blah, blah, blah. And then when you really go back, man, it was the three titles in the 80s, the one with the big three, and then the rest of them. There were like seven teams in the league, man. Like, I, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, and I know maybe I'm, I'm being a, a crappy basketball historian here, but because and, and, we're talking about fans, right? Now, I understand Boston as a franchise can hold on to that legacy. But as we're talking about fans, there should be some fan rules, right? Mm-hmm. If the title did not happen while you were born, I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> like, if you didn't exist when, it, when you won that title, I don't care. So if you're 19 and you're talking about championships from the 80s, you sound like an idiot because you weren't even alive to see them. Like, right. and, and, don't right. argue That's- with me about Bird. You, you didn't see Bird play. Right. Well, that that's true, right? I, I mean, by the time most of them were born, Bird was lying on his back, you know, try, trying to get 15 minutes on the court. But look, I, I, what like what a Philly fan would say to Boston is, 
Would you guys ever win without uh, my accents are terrible? I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> what 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 did, what did you guys ever win without Bird, Russell, uh, Hydeson, Havlicek, uh, you know, Sam Jones, and and uh, you know, Dennis Johnson, Danny Age, and Kevin McHale and Robert Parrish? What did you guys ever Kevin win with Garnett and Ray Allen and Paul right. Pierce? What did you win with Antoine Walker? Like that, you, you know, needed that, three that, Hall of Famers. Right, right. You needed basically Hall of every one of their titles they had at least three Hall of Famers. Right, and so they don't oh, count. They don't count, right? They don't. Yeah, count. I'm discounting all of them now. Right, right. That none of them count. Okay, so we've got Boston fans in there for sure. Uh, I'm gonna do the third one here, and, and this is kind of a legacy pick because they're not annoying anymore because <laughs> they no longer exist. Uh, but I've got to throw Cavs fans in there from a from a from a Heat perspective. They've because, been humbled, man. Uh, well, hum- do, are they are they still there? I, I don't know. I I, they, I mean, there's a there's Justin. Uh... <laughs> Can't remember Justin his last Rowan. name. We like Justin yeah. Rowan. Okay, we like. Justin yeah, he's awesome. But uh, right. so, but he, so, so, he's so the last but, one. But but these are the fans that I fought with for a full year uh, when I was the trader, spelled T R A D E R, uh, who was covering the Cavaliers for a year because I was the LeBron writer for Bleacher Report. LeBron decided to leave on the day that my daughter was born, and or six days before, and so I ended up spending a year in that hellhole. Uh, but. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I wonder why they hate you at Cleveland. <laughs> right. And I, I just sort of said this. Uh, but their big thing was not traitor. Their big thing was butthurt. What, what is it about the word butthurt that people in the middle of this country love so much? Um, it, uh, because it's uh, it's homophobic. Uh, and they, <laughs> okay. when you go, when you get down to it, it's homophobic is what okay, it is. All right. right. So, okay. So that was what we got for Boston fans. And you said middle of the country. So it kind of just goes hand in hand. Okay. So that's, that's what I was getting all the time was that I was somehow butthurt. I didn't care that LeBron went to Cleveland and left the heat. I don't have a rooting interest in this. I care that I had to go, had to leave paradise to go to a hellhole. Um, that's, that's what was bothering me this year. So I just want to make that clear to Cavs fans, but Cavs fans had no sense of perspective on the whole LeBron thing. None. Okay. He wasn't coming back there because you were a good organization. I mean, listen to David Griffin's comments. Okay. Which is something that, yeah, that's, we should do a whole show on that. LeBron both pretty well. I was a little stunned that I think Griff got taken out of context on some of it. And I, I, he, and Woj tweeting, about it uh you know kind of the previous podcast he'd done with it i think was a a sort of a play to protect griff a little bit i talked to some people at espn who said griff had mentioned some friends of mine that i have at work at espn some of whom you know who said that griff you know had communicated with them that some of it was taken out of context by this si writer but either way it was a little surprising to me because but i was there for that year the first year some of what griff's talking about but uh, the reality is lebron didn't go to cleveland because he liked cleveland or because he you know, because he liked, thought the organization was good or that Dan Gilbert wasn't a racist. He went to Cleveland, okay, because it was a narrative play. Um, yeah. and, and because there were some personal factors that were driving him out of Miami and some organizational factors too. But that, that's the reason that, that he left. So Cleveland fans, I mean, you talk about unearned arrogance. Like, literally, you just got lucky that a, a player was born 30 minutes from you in yeah, and- that typically hates your city because Akron and Cleveland don't are, are like – they're feuding brothers. So that's what people say. Oh, he was born in Cleveland. No, it's like me being born in West Palm Beach and saying I'm I'm from Miami. Right. There, it's not. It's it's first, and then a lot of people in Miami don't even like West Palm Beach, and vice versa. But right. you know, for narrative's sake, yeah, he was born in Cleveland. Right. So that's and and then that exactly what you're saying. So they make it seem like they they had some. They're entitled to LeBron because he was born nearby. And that's why, and it's, it's not that, you know, and so basically it was just luck of the draw, mm-hmm. but they, it somehow it somehow lent to them being successful, them, them building great teams around LeBron, which they didn't. I mean, the last four years that he was there, 
they built some capable teams. Right. But even even then, like they weren't. Well, they, they were quick. They were quick fixes and overpaid players, right? Like Jared. And like and they team. were the and luck and Draymond kicking somebody in the nuts is the only reason they they, they that wasn't a complete failure. Right. But I don't want to do what Philly fans. I don't want to say. Look, the title's legit. They came back from three one. They won a championship. I, I did just know, do the Philly fan thing, right? You, you just did the Philly fan thing. I, okay. The Draymond kicking somebody in the nuts. Let's back off. And then again, I, I don't want to get sued here or anything. So I you know I don't know if Dan Gilbert's a racist or not. So we'll pull that. Up. <laughs> just I I, I, we I, have, I we're gonna have to have some disclaimers at the end of this episode. I, yeah, I, I, I just know he wrote a racist letter. That, that's, that's what I know. Okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not speaking to anything else. Okay, um, that you know, that again, people in LeBron's family thought was and didn't want him to go back for that reason. So that's all on the record. Uh, but what, but what I want to say is, you know, as far as Cavs fans, yeah, there, there was a certain anger that Cavs fans had, anger, uh, that I don't understand why they had it because, like you said, they lucked into the fact that LeBron, uh was born there. They lucked into the lottery. What was it? Four times. Number one overall pick, uh, right? Kyrie, Anthony Bennett, Andrew Wiggins, and LeBron, right? So four times they lucked into the number one pick and yet they were angry, angry, angry. And, and they were angry on December 2nd, 2010, which was the scariest environment. I've been to soccer stadiums in South America. Okay. And I've never been uh, to a place where I feared for my life. Like I did that night in Cleveland. Okay, where they were throwing batteries. Okay, and and where they had, you know, at the at the bar down the street, you know, you you know the little thing you piss into the urinal cake or whatever, and they had like LeBron's mouth open. Okay, I'm seriously like the night before. Well, and that and that that also lends itself to a bad fan base, <clears throat> like just the disgusting, vile stuff in yes. Philly, Boston. Cleveland, they all have a little bit of that. Oh, yeah, no, in Cleveland, I mean, in Boston, well, those are the three places where the chants were the worst about LeBron and his mother and Delante and his mm-hmm. mother. And those were the three places. In Boston, like, uh, those places, that was a little scary environment outside the arena after some of those uh, Celtics uh, heat playoff games. I mean, that was not. But then, but then it just gets chalked up to passion. Yeah, but it ain't just passion. It's, it's, no, it's not. We, we, we know it is. All right, so we've got those three. Those are down there. I'm going to let you do number four. Pick another one. Um, and this is probably uh, – it's, it's not related as much to the heat, but it's just an annoying fan base, especially if you're on Twitter a lot, the Lakers. The Laker fan base is – like everybody that – and I think the Heat fans do this a little bit too. Anybody that comes loose or is a free agent or up for a trade, they're in a Lakers uniform on Twitter <laughs> the next day. Like – and they – and until LeBron – LeBron messed it up. He always messes these things up. They never got anybody. and But they, they, they constantly put them in Lakers jerseys, and it was hilarious. But, um, yeah, they are – because of the Kobe thing, the Kobe thing makes them super annoying. But, well, that's the thing. You're calling them Laker fans. I, I don't even think they're Laker fans. They're just the Kobe fans are worse than the Laker fans. But, right. It's a it's a subset, but it, it's they're not really Laker fans. I mean, I mean, except you know, I mean, I mean, there's some who are like Cuffs the legend, right? Who just follows LeBron around everywhere. But oh, like, there's but, there's a lot of Cuffs out there. Right, there's a lot of cuffs, right? But 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 a lot of them are just and, and we should have Sedano on to talk about this because he's dealt with a lot of this stuff. But like they're just Kobe fans. They're Kobe stands. You can't argue with them. Like I posted the stats where literally, I mean, if you look at a per 36 minute basis over the course of their careers, Dwayne Wade's numbers are better than Kobe's. They are. Oh, don't, I, don't start the prime Wade, prime Kobe argument. Uh, I will. And I'm look, I know that Co- that Dwayne's prime didn't last as long because of the injuries and everything. And it, it is what it is. Like you can't take the injuries out. Like the career is a career. So again, I'm just, this is like the championship things with the Sixers and the heat. It's just the numbers and the numbers tell you that 
on a permanent basis, Dwayne Wade was every bit as good as Kobe Bryant. Now we can talk about Except some more efficient. And, right, more efficient. Kobe having three inches on him in terms of height and everything. We can talk about all that stuff, but I just it's you know it's just about Kobe fans. And you're right, every player who comes free, it's why it irritated me so much when LeBron went out there because Laker the Lakers got rewarded for their failure in the same way yep. that Cleveland did, in the same way that Philly is. Like that's the thing that these organizations have in common. Now they did it different ways in terms of how they procured players, but Cleveland got rewarded for basically getting the number one overall pick and getting Kyrie because LeBron, even for all the other issues, probably doesn't go back there unless they have a player of LeBron of Kyrie's potential. Right. So they get, and another number one pick in Wiggins that he could flip for Kevin Love. Love. Right. Their big three was built on failure. It was built on, on two other number one overall picks. So it's like these teams collect these assets by losing for a while and then they get rewarded by it. And then their fans get arrogant. Whereas the heat, whereas the heat have never done that. Like, the, uh, so when the Heat got LeBron and Bosh in 2010, they were coming off two playoff seasons, but they decided that wasn't good enough, right? So they were clearing the decks. They could have kept that team together in 2010. Dwayne probably would have had a you know a mental breakdown because you know he was tired of carrying that team, but they could have kept it together. They had Beasley, they had Haslam, they had Chalmers, they had some players together. Instead, what do they do? They strip down the whole team except Rio because of course Rio's God. Um, and by the way, I, I did post this on uh, I did post this on Twitter. Who would you rather have taken the last shot, Chalmers, Simmons, or Embiid? And and Chalmers, of course, won in the landslide. It's not because it was Heat fans, just because it's fact. But he's, but he's super clutch. He's super clutch. Um, and and we're gonna have him on soon. I'm I'm trying. I'm texting. The big three is coming down here, so you and I are gonna cover that. And that you know, it's the the big three, uh, the three on three tournaments does come to the arena. I think next week. So um, so yeah, I I I just that's the thing. The Heat have built. Like, again, the past couple of years have not been good enough, but there's the playoffs in there, okay? And, and they did, you know, they lost to Philly, fine, but th- there's a playoff team there, in the, you know, in that 38 to, you know, 37 to 45 win range. Not good enough for them. So they build from that. But these other three franchises, we're talking, not so much Boston, but, but Philadelphia and Cleveland and the Lakers, it's just, it's from failure. Like, the Lakers, like, they just lucked into the fact that LeBron wants to make Space Jam. That's it. That's all this is about. That's why he's there. And so uh, it's not because they've done anything right. I mean, look how many people have gone through that front office. Genie Bus has been a disaster. But well, so- I mean, Ethan, what was the narrative? Why did LeBron want to go there? Because of that fantastic young core, right? None of whom are still there. <laughs> Except Kuzma. Who, yeah, who, who, who suddenly Kuzma has got a hundred <laughs> rating in NBA 2K. Yeah, I, I, so I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Kuzma is now part of a big three, which I, is I, absolutely I, amazing to I, me. I, I, I don't, I mean, I would, uh, wouldn't debate for another day, but I'd take Justice Winslow over Kyle Kuzma. So, that's, you know, debate. So, oh yeah, I definitely would as well. But uh, just because of defense, Kuzma plays absolutely no, I mean, he's horrid right. on defense. Right. All the advanced numbers say he's a negative player. But anyway, um, I left the last one for you because I think I know who you want to pick. Well, I'm torn on this one, but I really like, no, I, there's a bunch of them. I mean, look, uh, Indiana fans for a while were, were obnoxious. Um, I, yeah, but know, I mean, there's ooh. nobody else in the Southeast division that anybody pays attention to. So we're not, I mean, there are Ma- no, well, I mean we're going to get mad at magic fans. <laughs> no, well, there are no Washington fans. I mean, I tried to stir that up with my podcast with Candace and it just, uh, there were no wizards fans were there. Like we just, I remember uh, the Hornet series. 
Uh, it was like so hard to engage with any real Hornets fans. Well, yeah, one dude wrote a perf- wore a purple shirt. And yeah, like, exactly. And, but and, like, and that's enough. There are no Nets fans. I mean, now there will be, right? But there are because they're all converted Knicks fans. Which is where I'm getting to in a second. Uh, and and so so we're really talking about the division out west. I mean, I, Warriors fans never really bothered me. I, they don't I like Warriors fans actually. Yeah, I, they, they they never really bother me. Rockets fans, I don't like. Uh, I deal with a lot of them on Twitter. I I don't like them. Daryl Morey is not God. Um, let's move on from that. Uh, so there are some fans out there. I mean, Jazz fans are, you know, again, we talk about racist. I've been in that arena. Okay, so I, I have a personal problem with the way that a lot of Jazz fans, I'm not going to say all, it's not all, but some comport themselves. Some of the things I've heard said to Haslam over the years in that place, things that were said to Westbrook when he was there last year. Remember that? I mean, so Jazz yeah. Jazz fans, not my favorite. Nuggets fans are harmless. Uh, you know, so we go through some of these guys. You know, Portland fans I like, actually. Portland, they're really into their team. It's a great building. It's a great city. Uh, and Toronto fans I, I, I have a lot of regard for. I just, the way they've embraced that team and everything else. I, I have to go with Knicks fans. Um, I, and I, I have to go with them even though I feel sorry for them. Uh, <laughs> I just, I just, but, but, it, and I was, I'm, I'm just full disclosure. I was one. I mean, the only NBA Jersey I've ever owned was John Starks. Okay. So and you know what? I did root for the Knicks against the Bulls. Cause I love Pat Riley. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and, and I just, I, well, I, I was from there. Right. So I just, you and know, I was I, born there as well. Right. And that was, you know, I was born in Queens and that, that team was New York. I mean, it was New York and it was, it was scrappy and it was overachieving and Starks was bagging groceries and Anthony Mason came out of nowhere and Oakley kicked your ass. And, and I always respected Patrick. Um, you know, I just, I, you know, I always feel like Patrick is one of those overlooked stars in history because he just happened to be in the wrong era. Uh, you know, so I, you know, I had great regard for him as a player and everything else. And I really liked those teams. And obviously, you know, I, I respected Pat as a coach when I was a fan at the time. Okay. And then I came down here and I was no longer a fan and, and I started covering the heat and I'm not a fan now. Uh, but but yeah, but it has to be Knicks fans uh, to me because I, I, even though it, I'm, I feel sad for them uh, because of the history, right? It's just uh, for, for a Heat fan, they have to be in the top five, uh, even though I, I don't, you know, it, it's hard to hate them because they've been through so much. <laughs> oh, it's not hard. It's not hard at all. <laughs> Listen, I mean, we all have, we all go through droughts. Um, the thing with the Knicks fan and all of my friends are Knicks fans, oddly enough. Um, so like literally like I have like one friend that listens to my podcast (laughs) like none of our download numbers are coming coming from me being a popular person out in the streets so like all my friends are Knicks fans and the one thing that I will give them they have become just like the Boston fans with the Brad Stevens love like Mm -hmm. they've become more self-aware as time has gone on right um but there there is this thing where like they overhype guys like Kevin Knox a little bit but, that, um, but, that's a, but that's not just a Knicks thing. That's a New York. I mean, that, but it's not that, even just that, New York. It's we all do it, right? We all like, I mean, you know, there's people out there saying Josh Richardson was untouchable. We still, I, well, I you think love, we you love you love your own, but but Alf, yeah, we we hold Bam and Winslow in super high regard. But the Knicks fans, like I knew Knicks fans who knew they weren't getting anybody this summer. Like they did, <laughs> they didn't get overexcited. Uh, they just knew for a fact that they're not getting anybody. And they lost them to Brooklyn. Like, like I mean, to Brooklyn. Like, the Nets have no fans. I've been, I've been in that arena many times. Like, it's just – and, you know, now they're all going to be – I mean, it's Jay-Z, right? And then whoever else shows up there, okay, because they got nothing but else you, to do. And you know Brooklyn's going to be a fly-by-night thing because they don't have the um, – they'll be – because Brooklyn's gotten a little popularity before, right, when they were doing those – 
uh, the Brooklyn chance yeah. in the arena for a little bit, who runs the city. But it just, it only, it's a fleeting thing because really they don't, there's no roots. Is there the, really a rival? Look, I've spent a lot of time in Brooklyn again. I was born in Queens, okay, and I went to grad school in, in Manhattan, okay, so I, I'm familiar. I've lived, I've spent time, a lot of time in all three, in all the, well, not there's five boroughs, but the, 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 the th those three in particular. But is there, is there a, I mean, is there a real rivalry between Brooklyn and Manhattan? Because I've never really, I, I just having lived up there a while, my brother lives yeah. in. I don't think. I mean, I don't is think there, so. I, nobody has a rivalry between the Bronx and and Manhattan. Like, I mean, Yankee fans are Yankee fans. There's no rivalry with Manhattan because I know you're not. Nobody considers themselves from Manhattan. They're just from you New know? York. Yeah, right? you're from New York, or you, you know, you were born in Brooklyn and got a better job and moved to Manhattan. Like, right. no, nobody is from Manhattan. So now Brooklyn and the Bronx, or Bronx and Queens and que Queens and Staten Island. Yeah, they can have their own little rivalries, but New York, but the Knicks are in Manhattan, and, and Manhattan is New York. So I, I, there's I, right. So I feel like what's happened here is the Knicks are so pathetic that they have no hope ever. So we have this other little franchise, and they're going to kind of be the surrogate for the Knicks. Like that's what it feels like to me. It's like it, it's like okay, New York has Durant and Kyrie. Oh yeah, the Knicks suck, and Dolan's an idiot. But like. Yeah, the, the Knicks have. So I don't really know what to do with. I don't. I guess I have you're, to. I'm gonna spend more time up there later this summer. I, you're I gonna just, get bandwagon Knicks fans that are just saying, you know what? Like I, until the Knicks get good again, I might as well just root for Brooklyn. I think that's gonna happen, right? That, and then as soon as the Knicks get good again, which who knows not when, or the not or the Nets get bad again, everyone's gonna run back to the Knicks. Mm-hmm. But I would like so. But as far as the fan base is concerned, so you can almost uh, group the Nets and the Knicks together. They the the Knicks fan may take the cake for unearned arrogance. The whole Mecca crap. Well, uh, okay, but the Mecca. I feel like the Mecca isn't even about that anymore. It's not even about the Knicks. It's about, but the Knicks fans hold. Oh, this is the Mecca. Uh, I know, it, but it's it's because of the other shit that happens there. So it's, yeah, it's, it's nothing to do. I mean, I've, I mean, I've, co I've covered fights there. I've co I've been to. When's, but when's the last time a Knicks player dropped fifty in the Mecca? I mean, it's always some opposing player. I remember when Dwayne went up there and did it. LeBron did it. Well, uh, Durant course, did it. Well, of course, the and MJ's double nickel, right? That was the fifty-five. Yeah, I I don't. I can't. The other thing about it is, and I'm just going to get this out there. Uh, and again, I, I still consider myself a New Yorker in a lot of ways. MSG is not that great. It's just not. Like, I, I know they renovated it. Okay, maybe some of this is my bitterness because during those Heat Knicks series, like we, we used to sit on the floor on the baseline, and that was a super cool experience, right? I mean, I was, I was next to Anthony Carter when he shot the ball over the backboard, okay, and all that. Like, that is a – and then AC was out on town the next day and everybody was recognizing him. Like, that was a super cool experience, okay, to be there for those things, you know, P.J. Brown and Charlie Ward and all that. Now they stuck us – Dolan stuck the media up in this caddy corner. That's why Frank Isola, you know, a friend of mine, is so bitter. He's up in the – I mean, he's, like, up in the rafters. He's, like, on a jet blue flight somewhere, okay? Like, that's how far up they are. It's not a great experience to media. I don't think it's a great experience for the fans. Like, I like the lighting there, but – and they did some stuff with the concourses and the food's a little better. But, like, I could find 15 arenas in the NBA I still like better. Like, the, the only thing about MSG that I really like is you take the train and you're there. You go to Penn State. And there's the there, there's nostalgia. It, it, listen, it is a historical building, but it, yes. it, it has done nothing for the Knicks franchise. No. As Nobody far as the track – Nobody wants and, to 
And I and that's what I tell Knicks fans all the time. I say it doesn't matter what what city you're in, uh, the fan base, the building, the nostalgia, the history. As long as James Dolan is the owner, and not just the owner, the owner in making decisions. Like if he had some, if he somehow would just slink into the background and just and not get involved and not be fighting with Charles Oakley in the stands, you know, maybe maybe people would see the Knicks in a different light. But at this point, they're a joke. And like, how right. do you, when when you see an owner mistreating a, a former, like it it would be like a new, an owner coming in and treating Haslam like crap in tw- in ten years. That you don't do that to Charles Oakley, it, it, but it's it's tone deaf, and the guy is tone deaf, and that's that's the problem with the Knicks franchise. It all leads back to one guy, and nobody wants to play for James Dolan. Right, that's the whole thing. Um, and they do, and they say stupid things like if they had landed two superstars this summer, they would have brought back Melo. Yeah, I but, mean, right. That's uh, right. So, uh, look, could you I, imagine being a superstar and saying you're going to bring back who? <laughs> <laughs> you're you're going to take the ball ball out of my hands and give it to who now? Like right. Well, that that's like I said. I mean, it's the the whole thing is it, it's gotten to the point where I just feel sorry for for Knicks fans, but I have to include them in the top five. So, what was there one that I missed? Was there one you thought I was going to pick that I didn't? No, that I knew I knew you were going to go to the Knicks. All right, because because the only <laughs> other one I was really considering was Bulls fans. Uh, um, I haven't heard from them in five years. Right, right. So I, I don't. I mean, do they? Know? I, I, I forgot I, I didn't like them. Right. I mean, do, do we know they're still on? The, I don't. Do they know who's still on the team? I'm not sure. I, um, were they going to talk crap to me about Zach Levine? No, we're good. Well, I, I, I do think the one thing with Bulls fans, and we'll close this here. I, I do think the thing with Bulls fans is this: this idea about Chicago that everybody turns out to everything, and that's just not true. Like uh, when, when you know, without during the period without Jordan, and, and again with the Bulls for a lot of years, it was they were really incredible or they were awful, right? Because they just bottomed out with Tim Floyd and everything. But there was nobody in that building. Um, and also Bulls fans, and I don't really blame them for this because part of this is where the United Center is based, okay, in that area, uh, which is not MSG. It's not a central location. It's freezing as hell. It's not especially safe, okay? You know, a whole bunch of things that you deal with in Chicago. But, like, you know, you talk about late arriving and early leaving, like I spent a lot of nights in the, in the United Center, right? And all the shit that Heat fans get, that's true for Bulls fans. So I'm gonna throw them in kind of as a sixth, uh, but they don't. They honorable don't, mention. Honorable mention. Uh, dishonorable mention. They don't really bother me that much. But I'm gonna say we went through our five. I still think Sixers fans are the worst. I, I that's what I've come out. Oh, with. today in 2019, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. I, I um, think it's the only thing Sixers will ever win. But yeah, I, I think that I was really proud of you when you got into because I last uh, last week it was me because I, <laughs> I was at the airport because I had been getting into it with them uh, for a few days and I was at the airport. I saw the Heat store in the, in the Miami airport on my way to Vegas. So I took a picture of the Butler jersey and the Her- and the Hero jersey or Hero Hero whatever mm-hmm. in front of the Heat store and I put retweet to make, to ruin a Sixers fan's day. Mm-hmm. And so you would think the way to respond to that is not to react to it. They're not that smart. <laughs> I mean, 500 retweets, 800 likes. Literally, I had about three to 400 quote tweets from Sixers fans. We're not mad. Okay, you just proved that you're mad. Well, right. That, that's, that is my favorite thing you mentioned earlier. My favorite thing on social media is, who cares about that? You just commented. Yeah. <laughs> no, my favorite but- was... Oh look, Tyler Hero's their second best player because they put his jersey out front. Right. 
or maybe they're just promoting the two newest jerseys. Or they're just trying to sell new jerseys. Or Tyler Harrow's the second coming, and according to Heat fans, he is. Uh, I wonder where Untouchable. Heat, untouchable. I wonder where Heat fans rank for other people. Maybe we'll do that on another day. All right, we're going to get back to basketball. Uh, I'm, I actually got to go because I got to get ready for this Bam Out of Bio press conference. Uh, again, fivereasonsports.com. Spell it out, F-I-V-E, reasonsports.com. We're adding some new Heat writers uh, on there, so you'll be able to catch that content. List of three yards per carry. Fish tanks. Mark, your territory is coming back on wrestling. Balls cast posted this morning. I haven't listened to it yet. I'm a little afraid to. And, uh, and, and of course, Fish Tank uh, with Jason Taylor. And Fantasy on 5 actually came back after a month-long hiatus. So- Lighting and Opinions will be recording on Monday and posting on Wednesday or Thursday of next week. So All right. look out make for sure, that. Make sure to address Philly fans. Uh, we, will, uh, we will talk to you soon. Before we close today's episode, I want to tell you about another of the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. You know them well by now. It's the law office of Seltzer Mayberg. You can find them at onecalllegal.com. That's onecalllegal.com or call 1-855-5000-LAW. They handle cases including but not limited to car accidents, slip and falls, and traffic tickets with a new 15,000-square-foot office opening on I-95 in North Miami. They handle cases from all over the state. Call now with 24-7 service for a free consultation. That's onecalllegal.com, 1-855-5000-LAW. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas these ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health shop now at hero.co